0: for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast
1: Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Rev. Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Growing Your Passion with Tammy Z. Tammy Z owns Tammy Z's Yoga Studio in downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin. She has her master's degree in exercise and sports science and human performance from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse and is a certified yoga therapist through the International Association of Yoga Therapists. Tammy leads 200-hour yoga teacher trainings at her studio, which is a private post-secondary school through the State of Wisconsin Education Approval Board and is accredited through Yoga Alliance. Tammy is a yoga personal trainer for her studio and for La Crosse County Health and Human Services. Tammy is also the group exercise director at UW Lacrosse Rec Sports and is a group exercise presenter and continuing education provider for the American Aerobic Association, International Sports Medicine Association, and for the American Council on Exercise. Tammy instructs exercise classes such as kickboxing, Zumba, Pilates, insanity, water exercise, and yoga. Tammy and her husband, Dennis, have been married for 31 years, and the love of their lives is their daughter, Olivia. Welcome to the show, Tammy.
0: Thank you, Rachel. Good to have me. (laughs) Yes, it's great to have you here.
1: You You know, I just want to share with the listeners that I've known you for over 20 years. We haven't connected in in all that time, but you were my boss when I taught group fitness when I was, gosh, like 19, 20 years old. (laughs) And uh, Yeah. Um, but I had the opportunity to go to your yoga studio in Lacrosse Crosse um, this month and just experience your teaching uh, style. And it's so beautiful. And you have such an awesome sanctuary uh, where you hold your yoga studio. It was just awesome to be there with you. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you. And thank you for teaching for me, too. That was so many years ago. But um, mm-hmm. you were wonderful then in your wonderful now yeah so wonderful oh, to have hmm. yeah. you know when we
1: when we saw each other recently we were talking about how I used to be so shy and <laughs> and <laughs> now you're doing this. No. this yeah coming out of my shell I'm transforming awesome. I suppose <laughs> yeah awesome. um but anyway, I would love for you to share with the listeners kind of your personal story. You know, what has your journey been? How did you come to be so passionate about fitness and then and now yoga? And what was your kind of story of that?
0: Yeah, um, it's kind of long, so definitely cut me off if you need to. But um, yeah, when I, you know, it's really neat. Um I, my story, I think, because, um, I was in third grade, I was in third grade and I remember my mother, um, was suffering from breast cancer, recovering from breast cancer. And, um, she had told me, uh, it was because she was unhealthy and that just struck a chord with me. And I remembered her words, um, that they told her she was unhealthy. So at that point at that young age, I thought, I want to be a nurse or be in the health professional profession. Mm -hmm. And then when I, I, then when I was in high school, um, I would volunteer my time to help, uh, those in need, those who were, who were confined to a wheelchair with exercise programs when I was in high school. And I really enjoyed that. Well, um, Yeah, I know. So it's funny how the seeds are planted. And then, um, I was in three sports. I was a gymnast. I was in track. I was in cheerleading. And then after high school, um, I didn't have that. And so I was looking for ways to stay healthy. And, you know, I'd walk and jog and lift some weights. And, um, I was going to a vocational school to be a cosmetologist. And when I was exercising, uh, one evening at the local high school in my hometown, Prairie du Seen, I had walked by the gymnasium because I heard some music, uh, pumped up music being played. Oh, yeah. And I looked, I know, isn't this funny? And I opened the door and they were doing uh, aerobics or jazzercise, if you will. Mm. And I had, had, and it had just uh, uh, aerobics, that's what we called it back then, aerobics or jazzercise had just kicked off like a year or two prior to that. So I had had like a six-week course um, when I was in high school. and I'm like, oh, I really liked that. And they're like, well, stay. So I stayed. And the rest, I should say, is history. I fell <laughs> in love with it. Honestly, I fell in love with it. And I was going twice a week. And then I was going four times a week. Well, nine months later, um, both of the teachers were leaving the city. And so they asked me and my best friend if we were interested in teaching. And we both said yes. So they trained us, um, and that was before certifications and whatnot. You know what I mean? Cool. Uh huh. It was, yeah, so it was kind of a a neat vibe. And so my friend and I uh, started teaching water exercise in the summer. And um, of course, they showed us all the ropes and whatnot. And then in the fall, we started teaching aerobics and toning classes. Well, we were just doing four classes a week, and it became so popular. That we were, we doubled our hours, mm. and then I noticed, and then I noticed a shift because within a, in that time frame I was still going to vocational school, and I thought you know what I'll finish this year, but I know I want to be in the health and wellness uh, business. So in my classes that I was teaching, I had a wonderful woman. Her name was Mary Mulvaney. I will never you know how you never forget people oh, yeah. that <laughs> help you. And she was a recent graduate from UW La Crosse, Wisconsin. And she was a PE teacher as well as um, a coach for volleyball and track at our school. And um, she would attend my classes. And she would come up to me all the time after class and say, You are missing your calling. You need to go to, back to college. You know, and I was uh, 19, 20 years old. and money was scarce, and I'm like, I'm not a quitter, you know, I want to, I was thinking of continuing on with being a hairdresser, which was wonderful, but um, I really did want to go to college, but I was scared, and my mm-hmm. parents were wonderful, I mean, they were guiding me as well, but Mary just kept, you know, pushing at me to do it, and I finally decided to do it, Oh, cool. and it, yeah, and so um, after I enrolled, I would drive from Prairie du Chien with a group of women um, from Prairie du Chien to La Crosse. It was like a 75 minute trek, 75 mile trek every day, three days a week, sometimes four days a week. Um, And uh, we would just take turns driving. And so when I got up to La Crosse, after a year and a half of doing that, I decided to move up here. Okay. And when I, yeah, so when I did, um, I had acquaintances. Uh, at Valley View Fitness and Racquet Club, one of um, uh, a high school friend of mine who is two years older than me uh, was working at Valley View as a tennis pro, um, Carol Tudretti. And she found out that I was coming up to school there because I saw her in the summer back home. And she's like, You should, uh, you know, try to be an instructor or do a demonstration, um, apply at Valley View Fitness. And so I did, and they hired me, and I started teaching there, but um, I also heard about the university program. So I applied at the university program, and my friend Abby Brown, the group director there for fitness, hired me, and I stayed at both of those jobs for 17 years, and within oh, those wow. 17... And, well, I'm still at the university, but I was at Valley View Fitness for 17 years, um, teaching... Uh, fitness classes, uh, back in the late eighties and whatnot Mm -hmm. through the nineties. And, um, luckily when I got into it, the fitness industry was just starting to blossom. So as I went back to college, the fitness industry is blossoming and kind of the planet, planets were aligning for me. And, um, so as I was getting my degree at UWL, uh, they, um, People were retiring from the exercise sports science department, um, or they had their doctorate and maybe didn't want to teach the other courses. But as I was getting my four year degree in park recreation administration with a fitness emphasis, um, I was asked to, to be a part time, first a grad student, then a part time exercise sports science teacher leading, leading, um, wellness classes such as, uh, Aerobics and Pilates, and, and then it just every time a new uh, trend would come out, we would offer it for credit for the students, and they would get a physical education credit for it. Oh, cool. So I, yeah. So as a young, you know, I was probably a junior undergrad. Um, I started teaching courses, but um, I continued to do so to the point where. Um, When I did get my four-year degree, they said in order to keep my position as group fitness director at Rec Sports, I had to um, take a credit or two to keep my job as the group fitness director at the uh, Rec Eagle Department. Okay. So I thought, well, yeah. So instead of spinning my wheels, I thought, you know, here I didn't even think I was going to go to college. And here I enrolled to get my master's in exercise sports science. And I thought, well, I'll give it a try. Give it a go. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And I think being um, more mature and really wanting it and being passionate about that field, I was going to find a way to go um, Mm -hmm. to get my pictures. And uh, so I enrolled, fell in love with it. And um, at that time, like I said, the fitness industry was booming. And luckily when I worked at Valley View Fitness and Racquet Club for the wonderful Charlie Swain, um, he had his uh, finger on the pulse of what was and he would go to all these workshops and seminars, and uh, he would bring, bring back, uh, you know, steps. I remember I walked in one day, and there were, there were steps for step aerobics mm. in the uh, fitness room. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what are these? <laughs> you know, what are these? Like, yeah. He goes, I won these at a fitness conference, and it's called <laughs> Step, and you should get a video. And, and so he sent me to a workshop, so I learned how to teach steps. So I also, too, um, I, I I didn't want to – I had a passion for education um, to make sure that I was knowledgeable enough in all the genres of fitness. So I would go to two uh, international um, workshops uh, in Chicago, Minneapolis, what have you, um, and I would take various uh, fitness workshops just to uh, to stay abreast of what was going on in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. So I I would do that and um, just offer what was ever hot out there and just kept going with it. And it just kind of kept snowballing. And so I was teaching all these different genres of fitness. Um, I was always going to workshops and seminars to stay abreast of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, I'm, Full time at the exercise sports science department teaching dance a priest, um a health and fitness course um, that all uh, students have to take, uh, individual sports and activities, uh, yoga, Pilates. And I did that for 17 years. And then after that, um, I decided to open up my yoga studio. My sister's a doctor of chiropractic, and she uh, had bought a a building downtown La Cotte, and she had an open lower level. And so, um, I, I said to myself, you know, Hey, you know, you've always wanted to open up your own fitness center. It might not be a fitness center. It's, it's going to be a yoga center. Mm-hmm. So w- with, uh, with yoga, how I got into that, um, I was leading, uh, courses at UWL and three days before the new semester was going to start, my chairperson had called me and asked me if I'd be interested in teaching yoga to the students, for, you know, for credit. Mm-hmm. And I, I had literally taken one yoga class. This was 20 years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I was in sports, and so that helped me get in front of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting my master's in exercise sports science. So, And plus, I had already been teaching for ten or fifteen years, all these other areas. So I was I was nervous, but I said yes because I wanted to work my way up, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the corporate ladder. And I was actually replacing an Nyingmar teacher too. So uh, the phenomenal Chris sought um, it. So I was nervous, but I basically mm-hmm. that again before I went out to um, target. And I bought, no kidding, a VHS yes. and, uh, two, and two books. And this this is this is an honest to God story. I bought one video and two books, uh-huh. and one was the lovely book by B.K. S. The Light of Yoga. Um, but it, there was a lot of words. <laughs> was- oh, yes. So I decided there was a Shivananda book that had big writing and pretty pictures. So I went with that, and I literally reviewed that and that video and put an outline together. And I I was uh, also an instructor of stress management too. Okay. So I just, I kind of took my gymnastic stretches and my fitness stretches and uh, went in, jumped in. I just jumped in. I was nervous. And I had a class of about uh, 50 people and um, I taught my first class and afterwards, the students absolutely, absolutely loved it. Oh, that's um, so awesome. And I I think because, you know, they were so stressed with school, you know, so busy, so tired and stressed out that when they were meditating and doing yoga, they felt awesome afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought I shift. And then I was hungry. Then I, I wanted to I wanted to be even better. So I got more books, more videos, more workshops, more seminars, and to, until um, there was a shift. Um, instead of always doing the traditional fitness uh, aerobics and step aerobics and things like that, which I still love today, I was shifting over to the yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's after, like I said, after um, three years, then I went to a workshop in Chicago and it was the first ever, if you will, kind of a fitness-based yoga certification. It was a, just a two-day training, but it was the first one ever through AAAI, who I worked for. Okay. And anyway, when I, wa- <laughs> when I walked in, um, the wonderful John Domenico um, was expecting around 20 people and there was over 100 people. Oh, my gosh. And they had to switch. I think they had to switch rooms, too, or open up the rooms. They had over 100 <laughs> people. Wow. And I... And I was driving in from Lacrosse, and so I got there a few minutes late, and so it was a little after nine, and uh, he assured me everything was okay and just get registered. And as I was walking in the ballroom, uh, the last one being registered of these hundred people, John had made an announcement saying, is there anyone in the room with a master's degree and with three years or more experience leading uh, yoga? And I, w- I hadn't even sat down yet. I wanted to sit up front. <laughs> But I couldn't because I was late, so I was nearing the back, and I turned around when he said that, and I lifted my arm up, and he said, hey, late one, come on up here. Oh, my so gosh. So I went up. I was the only hand in, you know, Chicago with about a 100 fitness instructors. Um, I was the only hand up, and I, that, that struck me funny. I thought everybody's hand was going to go up. Mm-hmm. So I went up there, and John just said, I was expecting 20 people, one person cannot handle a hundred, can you oh, please assist me through cool. this, this is story? And that's how I got started. And I took John's training and I assisted him and it, it went well, so beautifully because John was, um, uh, I, I was a little bit of East and philosophy. he was a lot of East and these fitness instructors, they wanted to know what muscles they were stretching, mm-hmm. you know, so I would, I would chime in and, and do that. But, um, so I went to uh, a couple more trainings here and there with John to get the uh, ropes down, and they hired me that day, uh, uh, that weekend, to be a representative and a CEC provider. And so I went to uh, numerous workshops with John to learn more about yoga, and I, that's I just kept reading and researching mm-hmm. and going and going to cla- going to classes, being a student, and watching the videos and seminars and whatnot, and Mm -hmm. it just kept blossoming, and that's how it started, and then um, when my sister uh, bought her building, her chiropractic building, she had that spot open in the basement, her lower level, and boom, after I, Mm -hmm. um, you know, got my uh, uh, training, then I opened up my studio.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Then you. Wow! What an awesome story of uh, (laughs) of your journey, and you know, really, what you did was follow your passion, and then these opportunities showed up for you, and you took them, even though you, like, when you took that, started teaching that first yoga class at UWL, you jumped in, even though I'm sure you were nervous and not sure, you know, just figuring it out as you go, and that's really powerful,
0: and and that's okay to do that. Um, it's good to be a little nervous. It's good to have a little fear of the unknown or whatever, but mm-hmm. I had I did have a strong background from being a gymnast and being the only one standing on the balance beam while the whole room looked at me. Oh yeah. That helped. Those little things that, that you know, sports and activities can teach you about teamwork and about passion and mm-hmm. professionalism. Um but yeah, after a few years um having my studio um I decided to um the two hundred hour licensing was coming around and getting popular. So I took a two hundred hour licensing in Milwaukee called Feel Your Best Yoga with Deborah Mund and I received my two hundred hours. So then my thirst for knowledge continued mm-hmm. and I really want that. I you know, besides everyone's like, Well you have your master's degree in exercise sports, science. You're certified in all these genres, but I'm like, I want to be a licensed yogi because it will be um very soon, probably mandatory, that all yogis at some point, um, I'm sure, a lot of the states are already doing it already, making it mandatory that mm-hmm. you teach. Before you teach, you have to have your license. So I got my license, uh, my 200-hour license, and taught for a couple years and thought, you know what, I think I want to get my 500 hours. So a couple years later, then I went for my 500 hours. That actually took me I wanted to get my 500-hour licensing from yoga teacher training in three years, but life happens, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I don't need to rush to do this. This is a process. Um, you don't always... Sometimes less is more. We've yeah. talked about this before, but sometimes less is more, and I really needed to be present and just slow down and nourish what was going on in my life um, professionally, personally, and enjoy it. And then the time was right. And mm-hmm. um, it took me six years. It took me twice as long. But um, it was even sweeter when I got it. I was wiser, more mature, uh, and ready.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just got that last June. And luckily, um, I got my 500 hours in June. And because I have my master's and 20 years experience in yoga and 500 hours, I also work for Lacrosse County. Um, with those with uh, uh, challenges, mental challenges, mm-hmm. and I've done that for the past 10 years and I became a yoga therapist. Oh, cool. Um, I know, so that is where I'm at today, and now I'm actually going to be offering, I have a school of 200 hours. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I That's the other thing I, I, I didn't talk about was Throughout all this process, I found great joy and passion in teaching others how to teach. Mm, so, right, what, right away, um, when I started up here in Lacrosse, um, you know, about 30 years ago, right away, I fully enjoyed leading um, fitness classes, but I even found uh, just as much joy or even more teaching other people how to teach classes in every genre of fitness. So then I started presenting for AI in all genres of fitness, um, uh, the American Council on Exercise, uh, giving CECs and uh, various fitness uh, modalities. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know what, um, I can, after teaching for 15 years in yoga and 25 in the fitness industry, I'm like, I would really like to be a school of yoga because I knew my journey. And I had to travel across the state to get it. And it was a a three-and-a-half-hour trip. It was a lot of money, a lot of time, you know, three, four days, once a month away from my family. It was a great sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I loved it, but I thought, there's nothing on this end of the state. Nothing. Everybody had to travel to um, Minneapolis or uh, Milwaukee. Okay. So I thought, you know, I've got my background, um, in exercise sports science and, uh, I've got the 200 hours and the years of experience and, you know, teaching for the general public, but also teaching those with special needs, whether mm-hmm. it's mentally or physically and it all just blended Yeah, and I did it and I jumped in and, and I, I wanted to be yoga Alliance, uh, accredited. Uh-huh. So I went to yoga alliance and uh followed all the rules and regulations and guidelines with um yoga alliance of course i have my own you Mm know especially being a teacher pretty well over the years you, you know how to put a syllabus together and how to run a class or a workshop but i wanted to go through yoga alliance because that makes you more accredited more marketable um but i also um Followed that Of course, I had to go through the state, the state of Wisconsin Educational Approval Board. Mm-hmm. So I had own. I have my own rules and guidelines, um, and then I have the bookends of the state of Wisconsin Educational Approval Board. Um, certain things I have to do because I'm considered a, a private post secondary school. Okay. Um, oh, so I follow all those guidelines along with Yoga Alliance, and it, I, I I really love that. It really. Um, you know, just makes me reputable and organized mm-hmm. and ready to go. And yeah. now, now I've done it for five years and it's a passion. And to get paid to that passion is wonderful right. and rewarding. Um, but yeah, it, it, you just gotta, I just took my time and chipped away at it and was very patient. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Oh, here I am. I love your story. (laughs) (laughs) It is a story of such, you know, passion, and I want to talk about more of that with you. But right now, we have to take a moment for a commercial, and we will have more with Tammy when we return. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Doctor Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today, I am speaking with Tammy Z, owner of Tammy Z's Yoga Studio in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Welcome back, Tammy. Thank you. Yeah, I want to talk more about um, passion, and uh, you were talking about growing your passion, and you—you know—you're one of the most passionate, kind of energetic. Um, you know, just you have this aliveness about you and not, not too many people have that in the, so I would love to know more about, um, you know, your view on passion or if someone came to you and said, you know, I'm not feeling very passionate about life. What do I do? You know, what do I do about that? Um, right. Yeah. What would you say right. about that?
0: Well, it, it may sound funny, but um, you do want to find what you're passionate about and when you are uh, when you find that passion, um, sometimes it's not doing more. It might be meaning doing less, letting things go that don't serve you. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, but I always remember when I was a little girl, just these little things. I remember when I was probably four, probably five, I was very young. And I remember, um, I had a, um, woman babysitting us. And um, I remember she said to me, oh, she's always smiling. She's always smiling. She's oh, always yeah. so happy. And, and she goes, doors are going to open for her. And that, again, stuck with me my whole life. And I remember even in high school when I would perform in gymnastics, especially on the balance beam, I always had a smile on my face. Oh, and yeah. that's my my markings would always be, I would get higher marks because of my smile Yeah, and being middle child and all that. Um, I always want to make everybody happy. So, um, I had a, you know, I have wonderful parents and great childhood and everything. So, um, you just need to seek and find what you're passionate about and don't be afraid to get paid for your passion. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and then uh, nourish that passion, whether it's volunteering um, or enrolling into a workshop or taking courses at, you know, a vocational or college, a school, um, and then practicing. You know, you have to practice a lot behind the scenes before you uh, go out in front of other people. Um, but, yeah, just follow your heart. Follow what you love.
1: hmm yeah, that's very true. I mean, i I kind of had a similar experience and journey with the fitness. You know, uh, growing up in a family who was into wellness, and then um, opportunities happened. I had started going to a group fitness class, and then the owner of that gym asked me to start teaching. I was like, "What?" You know, I was in high school and extremely shy, and I yeah. you know just took those steps. But you know, I always followed that passion, and then you know later in right. life, after I had my kids. Um my passion kind of changed or I, I came into a new awareness about, um you know, fitness and uh like the medical industry and things are very focused right. on diet, exercise and medication. And then I became more passionate about what was going on inside of me. I started, you know, wondering why am I feeling this way when I hear I've got a great life? Like, why am I not waking up joyful in the morning? And as I started right. asking myself that stuff, I came across new opportunities to learn about, like, the power of the mind and our emotions and our energy. And so then I was, like, following that passion. And it just kind of unfolds over time, you know, would you agree? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and that's what I was going to say. That's exactly um, how I feel. But your passion um, may come in different ways than you expect. You take that risk. Uh, it, it shows up in small places, not always big places, um, such as both of us. Um, I was literally thrown into teaching yoga, and mm-hmm. I thought, what have I got to lose? No, he, He's calling me. He's not calling anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and take that risk. It's an opportunity. You may not know it at the moment, yeah. especially if you're but take those little moments, and they will turn into big moments. You know, uh-huh, and that that now being older and having thirty years in the business and thirty years of marriage and so on and so forth, I look back and there were so many little moments and opportunities that gave me the big opportunity.
1: Does that make sense? oh yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome point, yeah. and very, very true,
0: right, and so that I guess how it worked for me, but I always had that in me that fire to I always that thirst for knowledge
1: just
0: always be a student just like we say all the time in our yoga practices you're always a student forever learning but um I want to share that with others because I find joy in seeing them flourish as an instructor for fitness or yoga Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah you were you were saying something about a shift And, um, I, you know, I would have little shifts here and there, of course, as I was speaking earlier about, um, my change in my career, that shift, Mm -hmm. and then moving to La Crosse and taking those opportunities. But, um, I remember when our daughter Olivia, uh, came to us from India and, um, there, that was a definite shift, of course,
1: Mm, a joyful,
0: um, shift, but, that also shifted my career too. And that is about the time when um, we were getting more into yoga and that was perfect for me because I found a balance between the hard and the soft or the, the physical and the quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, in and the yang, if you will, um, at home as well as with my career, just finding balance and not having to have everything right away, you know, just slowly working at, um, my training and whatnot. Does that
1: make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it sounds yeah. like you kind of shifted from maybe like a go, 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 to more like a tuning in, taking your time, yeah. feeling. And into- you had,
0: right. And you had mentioned too, um, we've talked about, you know, I too went through that where, um, you know, you do get, Tired and whatnot, um, and so yes, uh, it helped me to be more. You know, having Olivia taught me to be more present. It taught me to slow down, um, and it taught me also to say no, mm-hmm. and it also, you know, to stay home and just just to relax and not always having to be on the go. I'm still very busy, yeah. <laughs> but I know I know when to when I'm with my family, um, or career, I'm very present. Uh, when I am, I, I really try to be in the moment, but I know when to put, push pause mm-hmm. and just slow down, whether it be to just sit and watch a movie, go for a walk, take a trip, um, or just, uh, go out for coffee or, or dinner with my family. Um, So that is just as important um, because I know we're kind of talking about our passion uh, more career, but Mm -hmm. also for your life, you need to take time to nourish
1: your soul. Yeah. And that's probably, you know, in some ways society teaches in talking about passion, you know, it would be those messages of go, 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 work hard. But I think what yeah. you and I would say in growing our passion, a lot of it is about, you know, as you were saying, like tuning in and slowing down. Yeah. I just was getting the message. Yeah. You know, I, I went and presented my book at your studio and, uh, kind of came to this place before this weekend it was I was getting that message to pause and so it was just kind of a slowing down and being present with my family and no no pressure on myself to be like getting things done and all of that um, right and I think that is an important part of growing growing your passion it's the kind of knowing when to go and when to go slow or something <laughs> right
0: exactly yeah, listening to your body. Yeah, you don't always have to go, go, go all the time, and that's that's kind of our um, generation—the um, yeah. go for a generation. And we got to go for it, but not that you don't want to work hard. But um, there's this thing called balance, and so we do need to find solitude and know when to push pause. And if we do that on a regular basis, when we do our other passions, you know, such as our job or school will be more present and more energized
1: mm-hmm. versus
0: this constant go, go, go. And that's why folks are reaching for caffeinated drinks and sugars and mm-hmm. fast food restaurants because they're spreading themselves too thin. But really just slow down and say no and, and make, you know, mealtime special and uh, take the time to uh, – you know, select food that's nourishing your soul, and
1: mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that is so true. I remember it was a few years, well, maybe three or four years ago, I was really getting the message, like a lot had transformed where I was becoming more aware of my thoughts and what I was putting out there, and Um, you know focusing on inner healing and emotions and I had been going you know to lots of trainings and workshops and things and then I I came to this awareness of now it was time to slow down and be with my family and bring what I've learned home you know and that was you know it was a quiet period of my life and um, now you know now I was getting the message to like now you're gonna go and do a podcast and I'm like what you know that's This like when I first started totally totally pushed me out of my comfort zone and was very kind of freaky <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know there's it's i just kind of feel like we can live guided and in tune with ourselves and um it, life gets more harmonious and balanced and feels good and we to, like be fatigued and stressed and all of that um we can just Live life from a more peaceful place. Yeah, and what
0: I always say too is, uh, listen to your inner voice and um, your intuition. But you know, let go of things that don't serve you. Um, you know, let go of ego, let go of judgment, let go of competition, let go of resentments,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: forgive. And then forgive um, the power of forgiveness of self and others, and then. It's like this dark cloud is lifted mm-hmm. and then you'll have more energy and be more present. Otherwise, you're going to stay on that, subconsciously just stay on that bump, uh, uh, bump, 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 you know, that road. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I have found too is just let go of resentment, forgive yourself and others and uh, nourish your passion. And as I said before, it might be slowing down, not always going to everything or working all the time.
1: Yeah. And Um, then we get really clear on knowing when, like you were saying, when to say no. Like we know when to say yes and when to say no. And the answers come from inside of us. And we can trust that instead of having any like doubt or uncertainty or feeling like we're making ourselves do something that maybe we really don't want to do or all of that. Right. Yeah. And that's very liberating. It's very
0: liberating when you have control of saying no to things in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very liberating to do that.
1: Yeah, that is yep. so true. Do you have, yeah. I'm wondering if you have any kind of final message or if you had something you could say, you know, to the world about? <laughs> um... <laughs> well, uh, what I would say is,
0: uh, yeah, you know, follow your heart. And be patient um it might sound sound like a cliche, but' it, it, there, it's a, there's a reason why that's a cliche because it's true. Um, do what you're passionate about. Um, follow your heart and be patient, but also you can be passionate about something and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You have to do um, you have to do by um, maybe going to college or maybe going through a few hard knocks before you get to your, um, dream job. Um, but everything takes time and do what nourishes your soul and, and then be patient and know when to take downtime and when to just let go and relax.
1: Mm-hmm. So I love that, Tammy. Thank you so much <laughs> for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was fun. (laughs) it was. And it's just awesome to connect with you again, you know, now here 20 years later. And (laughs) and we're both in a new space and it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it was such a joy to be here today.
1: Yeah, cool. Hey, listeners, I wanted to let you know that my new book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You is now on Amazon. So chapter by chapter, this book helps you to free your soul, free your mind, free your body, free you, free others, free your intuition, all of that good stuff. And I also have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It is free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and also get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. Information on that is at www.rachelapp.com. And you can subscribe for my newsletter. For more information about transformation and radiance, I will send you my nine happiness and healing essentials. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.
0: EWN Podcast Network.